2: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back one final time here on The Block. Austin Norman, Jake Bokov been with you here for the last couple of hours. We'll turn it over to Old School on the other side. And then uh, Ticket Weeknight should have the Amon Green Show and the Junior Achievement Hour for it. I think Harrison might be in uh, to go with Hoops IQ check as well. All right, so we just got done talking about some of the best duos um, or, I guess, tandems, it might be a better way to phrase it, in sports. But uh, we can't have that conversation without looking toward home, right? Toward Nebraska. So, Bach, if I said the best two-man games, the best tandems mm. in Nebraska athletics history, where do you go? Wow,
0: that's that's a that's a good place to, to kind of think. And, and historically, I'm sure there might be some some better options there. But I guess when I think about it, too, Um, I got to start with Sue and and Jared Crick. I mean, you talk about that defensive line. Now, Pierre Allen and and Barry Turner were on the edges, and and they were good. But uh, obviously, Sue, one of the best of all time. And Crick, uh, I'll never forget that five-sack game he had against Baylor uh, in the record book still for Nebraska now. Uh, And and again, I I had this argument with Rico where he, he didn't give Crick enough Credit because I think some people think yeah well once you know Sue leaves and you know he took all the pressure and Craig Craig actually had similar numbers his uh, junior year as he did his sophomore year with Sue his senior year unfortunately did get injured but he did level Keith Price so that was at least worth that
2: and Jared Crick was on a Sports Illustrated cover that's right infamous Sports <laughs> Illustrated with cover. And, Andrew Luck
0: and somebody else I believe or Landry Jones I believe
2: I think so I think those are the yeah. guys yeah yeah um, other football ones that come to mind for me. The the eternal roommates connection, (laughs) Tommy Armstrong and Jordan Westerkamp. Um, Abdullah and Burkett out of the backfield was fun, but we never saw both of them at their peak together, so I don't think they qualify. So I think you got to go further back to like a a Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, Tommy Frazier, Amon Green, Scott Frost, Amon Green sort of thing. The other one I think we have to throw out there in terms of um, quarterback, running back is... Is there someone to pair with Eric Crouch? Hmm. Which way do you go with that?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, Darren Diedrich, obviously, uh, you know, his right. senior, uh, Fr- uh, Crouch's senior year um, was kind of the lead back. You kind of went through Dan Alexander and Corell Buckhalter, but even they, like, they're more of a tandem than, you know, them and, and Crouch, so I don't know if there's, I mean, I don't know if there's a, I, I don't know if I would say there's a pairing. I, I think, how about how about Frost and Davidson? They're, they're a pairing, you know, sure. from the past <laughs> to even up to this day.
2: Sure. Um, elsewhere on the football side, we got a Husker football Hall of Famer in here. We got That's Jay right. Foreman. There you go, Jay. How's it going? We're
0: not even going to let up, him man? sit I, down. I heard,
3: that, I heard that nonsense you were talking about. We're going to have to get you get you back in line between you and Farley. Yeah, and <laughs> Farley, the, the resident Georgia Bulldog, <laughs> Bulldog. I just don't understand what's going on.
0: What, what's uh? Which which part of the
3: conversation? Crick and Sue.
2: Yeah, that was, a, that was a dynamic duo. Drop some knowledge on us. Where did you go mean, the best you, the best tandems that, that made each Neil other better? Neal Smith
3: and Sandman.
2: Same uh, Thomas, for yeah. don't know. Uh, yep. t-
3: uh, Hill and Trev, Grant and Jason.
0: Grant and Jason, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: J- uh, Grant and uh, Jared Thomas. Mm-hmm. But Sue and Crick was, when they were rolling, they, yeah. they were doing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
0: didn't, didn't hurt they had Prince and Alfonso, another duo. And, and the deep Well, defense. I mean, what
3: people don't realize is when you have great players or great defenses, you're going to have good players. And, and have we, we've been lucky enough to have some great players come through here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that defense, when they were really rolling, they had like even like Eric Haig, remember him? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and then he had Prince and all those guys they could cover and they could – I mean, Sue was housing everything. I mean, that makes it a lot easier. I mean, I think any, all three of us could be one of the best court. We could get a head coaching job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we'd have a number with one even. You hear about yeah. us? Like, well, come come Thanksgiving, we got a job, you know, somewhere. <laughs> um, and was, you know, I mean, that's you got to give them credit. Those guys played well, and Bo recruited well. Bo, um, I think what Bo really did a good job of, he took what Callahan did, which was recruit well, mm-hmm. and. You know Callahan's all offense was decent. You know I think a lot of it was chuck and duck yards. So you're you know you're down by thirty and you're still you know yeah. you're getting four hundred yards a little passing, pitch to Marlon right. lucky, but <laughs> also think that defensively, when John Blake was here and stuff like that, I think they recruited really really well. Cosgrove just couldn't figure it out. I think he had a Big Ten type of mentality and they were in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. um, and he never really adjusted. But what Bo came in and did, he took those. Guys made it real simple, held them accountable, mm-hmm. and just let them go. And then, you know, then he kind of kept it going after that. So I think it was kind of a perfect storm. I mean, you know, he, you know he sure nobody talk about anybody's <laughs> personal business. That's right, Carl's Carl, you know, but but he can coach football, and um, I think he did well underneath Bo. And I think, look, they're brothers, so I think they yeah. they had some scraps before. So <laughs> right. Whereas Papuchas, I think, you know, was I remember. I'm not gonna say what game it was.
2: We can probably look it up on YouTube.
3: <laughs> Nebraska was up like seventeen nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Bo was calling it. Now I could see, and I was looking. I was like, "Oh, we 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 on the road. We we, we <laughs> might be we might be the blue blood on the road." <laughs> oh, blue yeah, blood. Okay, yeah. Yep, yeah. Okay, Bo yeah. was calling the defenses. Mm-hmm. Well, they kept running this seven cut to the tight end, and then they scored, and then uh, Taylor threw a pick six. Hmm. And I think they went in a halftime down 21-17. oof! And then in the second half, and then the other team started rolling. <laughs> I literally saw Bo said bump it and just said, "Here, Carl." You, you <laughs> I, I mean, not Carl, but Papuchas <laughs> yeah. was a D coordinator and was like, "Here you go, <laughs> you are you know. taking this one, buddy." Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, but I'm gonna tell you what, Bo always protects his coaches and protects his players. Yeah. I think they both were good. I think both. I think Papuchas is still coaching. I'm mm-hmm. sure Carl's still coaching somewhere. Um, both of them can coach football and I'm and Bo is only not coaching cause he don't want to. Yeah. Even though Bo kind of struck, not kind of, I mean, had a kind of a bad run there in the,
2: uh, well, just the one year at LSU. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it, and you, and look, when it, when you're coaching, the hardest thing to do as a coach is see these kids and listen, I saw it firsthand and I'm not making any excuses for any Nebraska coaches. The head coach especially, but I will say this as a, and I will I'm not making excuses, but I will tell you the reality of it, is the things that they saw during the week was not happening on Saturday. So that's the mm-hmm. hardest thing to sit over there and see Austin and Bach you know do one thing and the expectations is one thing, and then you just decided to say Bach just says, Hey, it's Bach time. Yeah. Game day <laughs> and, and you have no control. Yeah. Right. Is literally watching it through that screen right there. Well
0: and in the blowouts too, a lot of time Bo Pelini would say like you said, never threw anybody under the bus, but would say, you know, execution and, and a lot of times you could kind of see it. You know, he was he he didn't want to like stray from his defense too much, so he would just yeah. kind of stick with it. Um, and a lot of times well, you have a guy in position, but as a coach, like if you've got a guy there and he misses the tackle and then, then what, the guy goes there, sixty yards, you can do, your yeah. defense looks bad, but you had the guy there.
3: Yeah, I think we need to pause the station out Danny. We gotta stay online. DP's probably mad <laughs> in Vegas.
2: <laughs> you can't be mad in Vegas, we will still I'm pause.
1: It's <laughs> home for sports
2: talk on the FM dial, the home of Kansas City Royals baseball. KNTK FM first, 93-7 the ticket. Jay, did you see the picture of Rico's food from Vegas as breakfast?
3: What? First of all, I'm not hating on Rico. All right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but. I got my coach's shirt on. No, pl- no shameless plug. No coast elite. We've been busting heads up <laughs> to the white go. meat. Good. Hey, man. Keep it up. Yeah, hey, you want to know what's funny? Hmm. There, there's a high school located in the southeast part of Lincoln. Okay. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. in the Southeast yeah, Park. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. About I 30, went to a th- high school in the Southeast About 37th and something <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Dorn area. Yeah, yeah. we got, we. got My eighth and ninth graders was digging off in these 10th and 11th graders' booty, man. Ooh, awesome. there you go. You know <laughs> but, they, but some of them decided to go somewhere else. The coach would talk to them, man. The players were like, man, the coach still ain't talking to me. You see, bad. You, I mean, bruh. If you, you teach
0: them up and then they leave, you know.
3: But they weren't coaching them when they was there. They were just like just <laughs> bypassing them. I kept telling them, man, these little young dudes, these little young whippersnappers have been digging off in these cats for two or three years. <laughs> now they ended up winning. But i am just saying, these Like, don't they, don't be thinking you – these are eighth graders and ninth graders mm. playing against 10. Like, mm-hmm. they looking you nose to nose. And you know what's funny? A kid that's on their team now pretty much was the reason why they lost. Mm. Oof. That transferred there, ah, and it actually falls on me because oh. I was trying. The kid asked to play. I'm like, all right, I'll give you a chance to play. I'm, you know, I'm just, you, know.
2: good guy, Jay Foreman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. shouldn't, have? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And I know, I, yeah, I know, the, I know. They was looking at me sideways. Uh. I, 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 I know a couple kids looking at me sideways, man. But back to coaching, though, it's, 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 it's the one of the hardest things to do, man. know I'm sure, like when you're under pressure here at Nebraska. You know, one of the things we're gonna do in old school, we're gonna. You know, I heard uh, on uh, on your show with Farley and uh, the cap, or the captain, all in the black shirt. What 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 is it? Was it VJ's the captain? What's Sharp Farley? He's the black shirt. He ain't no black. The shirt. black <laughs> Here, shirt. And here's why I love <laughs> Farley. Like to, listen, no let, let me tell you something. Farley called me right now, and he said he's over at Target, and he need to throw. Him, he got somebody that's trying to jump and throw hands. So I'm leaving right now. I'll do anything yeah. for that dude. I love Farley. But his affinity for the Georgia Bulldogs, man, (laughs) I just, I just, I got a problem. And the thing is, I know he changed his number and all that. I'm going to pop up on him like a Pop Tart (laughs) and I'm going to do it when VJ's gone. So, Bach, you got to let me know. Okay. So, I'm going to roll up on him Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have two hours of conversations because you got to convince me (laughs) that we still dog because we didn't, you know what I mean? Oh, he's a
2: different type of dog.
3: Yeah, bulldog. Yeah, you do You wanted them do, Like, look, man, when you when Georgia when we were playing Georgia was just also ran. You know, it, look, and I'm gonna tell you this. I one of the first I remember when I was getting was kind of starting to get recruited in high school, and so my at a, you know I was doing well, and i was from Minnesota really wasn't getting like nationally recruited and stuff. So I think it was like and you could you know really your senior tape was the you know you need to have a good senior year i never i went to one camp you know what i mean i didn't know any i didn't know what to do you know my dad was like dude just go ball you know probably i probably should have done a little bit more um but minnesota gophers was actually a replication of where nebraska is right now Mm -hmm. to be be honest with you yeah i will get into that as well but so my high school coach at the time he was like do you want to go you know play football i'm like yeah I think I'm good enough. You know what I mean? I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, I want to go play college football. I didn't know what it took or whatever. I just was every year show go out there and ball out and basketball and then AAU and show you see you when football started. But I was doing well. So Georgia was one of my favorite teams. And the reason why I like Georgia, because I remember watching Herschel Walker and they had guys and, and actually. Terrell you were going to be the next Herschel? Yeah. No. <laughs> but terrell davis and, the, and i love the uniforms yeah and they oh, yeah. used to have those white uh bones on the, on the oh uniform. yeah cool. and they were yep. kind of one of the first teams that were on espn at night thursday night mm. or whenever you know they kind of mm. like when espn started kind of showing some night games it was always it was always georgia yeah mm-hmm. so you know and then i i got the usa today you know from my house and i just <laughs> literally went in there wrote down the top 25 <laughs> I know I mean I hey, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about no five hundred mile radius. Oh yeah. You know, Minnesota was garbage at that time. You know, Lou Everton, Lou Holtz, you know, took had a really good season and left in the middle of the night in Notre Dame. You know, it kind of was up and down, you know, and then at that time, um uh, I think that I think John Gudakuntz was the head coach. I think, and he got fired and they brought in Jim Wacker. I think. But I was never I was like I mean I remember turning on like Channel Nine, K M T P.
2: John Gutkunst would have been at Minnesota from eighty five to ninety one as head coach.
3: Kinda of there, and then when was Jim Wacker? Who was who was it who was before Jim Wacker?
2: Um let me do some research. I'll get back yeah.
3: to you. So I remember turning on Channel Nine News. And that was the year Nebraska came up, and I think they might have scored like eighty three points. Oh,
2: that's right,
0: yeah,
3: right, yeah. And I, everybody was like, "Could you believe a team scored eighty three points? You know, we, <laughs> you know, it's basketball like score, yeah. right? You couldn't believe it. it was all like, here. Come the big red. That's what they kept saying, and just blew the doors off. I think Mike, that had to be Mike Rogier. I him, think right? so, yeah. Running up and down the field,
2: it went straight from Coons to Wacker.
3: Okay, to so Jason, right? So so Jim Wacker was the coach, and he came in from TCU, and I do remember this. Kevin Sumlin was the wide receiver, was kinda mm. like the recruit local recruiter. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And and so I was, you know, coming up and, you know, obviously, he, you know, they knew who my dad was or whatever. And they were garbage. But Jim Wacker was like, Hey, we bringing in some Texas dudes. And he did. He brought in Chris Darkins, who I know personally. Um, you know, after Lou Holtz, even before that, they had like Ricky Fogg, you know, and some good players. Mm-hmm. Sean Lumpkin, who played in the league a while. Um and one of my best friends, Brian Cohen, didn't go to Minnesota. Minnesota overlooked him. He actually went and played at the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Jeff Rosga, or St- Jeff or Steve Rosga, went to Colorado. That was, and then then came me. Mm-hmm. And the only person that really went outside of Minnesota before me was a guy named John McCullough that went to Notre Dame and kind of flamed out. He was like nineteen, and he was like six two, two sixty, and they he got to Notre Dame was like a man without position because right. he was a running back. Mm. One going be sixty at running back. I mean, he was, but he was oh like country gosh. boy, just, just Yeah, he, he wasn't coming in the city Ooh. boys doing. It, but he was, <laughs> he was big. And then John Alt, who ended up playing at Notre Dame and then went to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But so then I was like, you know, they weren't really recruiting me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like Kevin Sumlin. See, I didn't know this, but like, like the reason why Minnesota didn't like recruit me is like Kevin Sumlin. You know, they were trying to do kind of like previous coaches here. Come in, turn the nose up at local talent, and ask you, like, would you walk on? Uh-huh. And that ain't working with Chuck Moore. Yeah. Just, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, no. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, Nick Saban at the crib, you know what I mean? What's yeah. wrong with you? And then, but since, but once it got rolling, you know what I'm saying? When you're seeing this, saw a commitment from Stromsburg, Nebraska. Must, they got so many big kids, 6'5, 2'30, in Nebraska. It's just like what they've been drinking the milk right out the cow. Mm. Um, <laughs> Then once my recruiting start rolling, they tried to come in on the back end, and that's uh-huh. where Matt Rule and those guys are doing a good job getting in early. Whereas like, you know, it's you know I don't mind them getting the Texas kids because they're getting in the Nebraska kids early. They're actually doing the work, yeah. Versus like when Jim Wacker was there, and that's really one of the main reasons Jim Wacker kind of didn't work in Minnesota. That he kind of kind of he wanted to come in and throw the ball all around, um, and he was recruiting a lot of kids from Texas. But he was getting like the 20th ranked kid from Texas, where then a lot of kids started to. Mm-hmm. Start you you had some bad blood in the in the in the water right so then after me you know you gotta think, you got you know James Laronitis you know who you know mm -hmm. all those guys Mm -hmm. they was no way seeing it because you know Mm -hmm. once you see once you see like these kids were coming and watching maybe a class before me you know or my class and maybe class after in Minnesota not even offering them well those kids are in middle school or whatever right formative years right you know right right so they're saying. Jay go here, this, this, and this. And so then it's like it doesn't – so that's where I think Nebraska has done a good job of repairing some uh, relationships, man.
2: That's where I think Nebraska is in a different spot, too, where it used to be able to get in late and say, hey, look at us, right. we're Nebraska. You're going to come to us because we're the best name. Right. But now to where the brand and the reputation is, you, it's scary, but you kind of have to be first. To right. some degree.
3: Well, you, yeah, if, you, if you're not first, you're last, especially when you're not winning. Mm-hmm. You can wait a little bit when you're winning, but even when you're winning, you can't be too late because – part of the reason why you're probably winning is because you're doing everything the right way. Right. You can't – you're not just winning and being crappy in-state recruiters. <laughs> that doesn't work. Let's be like Alabama and Georgia. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you're from Atlanta. Yeah, we'll talk to you right before signing day. That's not yeah. happening because then he's going to Tennessee and stuff. So we're going to do the ultimate Husker at every position. Try Woo! to get through that. Talk a little Damian Lillard. I want to ask you guys what you guys think about him being so fixated on Miami. Can you be blinded by that? Because you could go there and not work out. Then you'd be missing out on an opportunity at Philly or something like that if you're really thinking about a championship. Mm -hmm. If I'm him, I'm trying to find the easiest path to get me a ring and then go back to Portland and chill. So, big stuff. Old school. Bach, you sitting in? I'll stay for over there, yeah. A little bit? You yeah. going to bless us? Yeah. Stick all right. around for I Thirsty I like conversation, yeah. Oh, Thirsty Thursday? Yeah, Yeah, you want oh, oh, to yeah, <laughs> <wanna> get drunk? <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, stay. Right, all right, man, cool. <laughs> there we
2: go. That'll be
1: old school coming up next. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator